For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And at Wiener Schnitzel, when life gives you sweet watermelons, delicious wild berries, and refreshing coconuts, you make three thirst-quenching, ice-cold southern lemonades in flavors that you can't resist. And when life gives you crispy bacon, grilled onions, and savory sauces from Texas, Kansas City, and Carolina, you make tasty barbecue dogs. So this summer, when life gives you cravings for deliciousness, head on over to Wiener Schnitzel and try our Tastes of Summer with barbecue dogs and southern lemonades today. Kmart announces the Freedom Store is closing forever. Millions of dollars in inventory must be sold. Storewide discounts up to 75% off. Every department is on sale. All fine jewelry, fashion apparel, footwear, toys, health and beauty aids, and cosmetics are now on sale in-store. Everything must go. Nothing held back. Selling to the bare walls. Even store fixtures are all for sale. Shop now for best selection only at the Kmart store in Freedom at 1702 Freedom Boulevard. It is business as usual at all other Kmart stores. What's up, everybody? This is Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens here, a.k.a. T.O. Get your popcorn ready. Do a favor. Leave my guy Connor a five-star rating after the show. Listen to it. uh, Give him some feedback. And also, if you want to listen to my podcast as well, uh, check it out. Subscribe, share. Uh, You know, you don't need to leave a five-star rating. You know, uh, we're five-star. I'm five-star all the time. Uh, My podcast is called Get Your Popcorn Ready with T.O. and Hatch. Uh, Again, check out both of those podcasts. And, hey, check it out, listen, and subscribe. All right, thanks for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. However, you're listening, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you get the show, we greatly appreciate it. Connor Miles in the house, my co-host Tyler Steggy with me. Tyler, first week's up of training camp, some exciting stuff to go over. You and I usually do this thing where, I'm sorry, I had to yell real quick there. I just realized I boomed my Dude, voice. Dude, we're three weeks away. You're excited. I am excited, but I'm more enraged when I see these takes about Darius Slay. And you and I do these episodes. You and I do these things where we just, like, kill narratives, I want to say, or, like, at least debate them to the point where people, like, I mean, the, the downloads reflect it. People like listening when you and I go at narratives and give us our facts and then opinions to it to make more logic to the debate because the narratives never lack that. Because now you see guys thinking – you see these you see these reps where Deshaun Jackson beats Darius Slay, then you see John Hightower and his elusiveness get the best of Darius Slay. And these wide receiver drills that favor the wide receiver each time. That put the corner in a bad position no matter what. It's to, it's to fit it's it's to help the wide receivers and their route running. That's basically what it's, it is. It's a it is so, it's very heavily influ- or it 
It's all for the offense, man. And and you really, I mean, you can. It's all for the receivers and the route running. That's how they help to develop their route running. It's not like they, the cornerback the, the in coverage is usually in zone. He's playing off. So they want to help develop the route running. They just want to have the guy in the coverage. You're really looking if at I, technique. If, if, You're really looking at technique. Yeah, not only that. That's Darius Slay in practice his first week with the Eagles compared to what Darius Slay will be week one. Yes. That's not going to be him. Right. That's not going to be him. So to see people come out and say, oh, no, next Byron Maxwell, next uh, Namdi Aswa, that's foolish. It's just not those situations whatsoever. He's he's coming in. The fact I have to even, like, reiterate this stuff is just nonsense to me. He's coming back into the system that he was drafted into, number one. That's a huge thing. So it's not like he's Namdi Asama coming to Juan Castillo as the D7 coordinator. <laughs> it's not like it's Byron Maxwell coming to the Chip Kelly, Billy Davis uh, scheme on defense. This is Darius Slay coming to the system that he was drafted in. This is Darius Slay who's been coming off to – last year was a little down for him, but he did have hamstring issues. But it was still a great year in terms of the caliber of cornerback play. He, he followed number one. The year prior. Now he's not – yeah, he's not slowing down. Shuts down Amari Cooper every time he matches up against him. That just doesn't go disappear. That happened last year. That's not disappearing. He has one of the league's best pass rushes in front of him. He's <laughs> Darius, yeah, Darius this is, is, is literally the least of my worries on the Eagles defense. Least uh, of my worries. The fact that he's getting, if anything, if anything, now I'm more confident that, okay, Deshaun Jackson looks great. He's coming off the injury, he looks great. Awesome. That's why I got through that video. That was my feelings. Not Darius Slay. I was like, okay, Deshaun looks great. The speed's there. Right. Yeah. When John Hightower comes and does that to Darius Slay, I'm like, oh, the route running's already there. It's translated right away. His first week of Eagles training camp where their rookie wide receiver struggled the most in the area of route running. This guy's already showing off his footwork and his loosiveness on Darius Slay. I think people, just I'm people as, as a whole just need to – obviously, it's known Twitter is overreaction just – it's right. just everywhere, but yeah, it is you, just an overreaction. You and... also need to pay attention too, though. So it, it, it kind of is a learning lesson. Like you, when when we're getting all these reports from beat writers saying, you know, oh, this guy just beat this corner, and they, they're typing it, and people are quoting it, and it gets two hundred retweets. Oh, this guy's cooked. This guy's this. Remember these th- that type of report could be on a one versus one drill. So just take training camp mm-hmm. as a entire whole, like. Just relax, man. Like it, Darius Slay is not all of a sudden bad. <laughs> like when Carson Plus, the term... interception, it doesn't mean he's he's all of a sudden bad. Like it's just a player will miss a play. Like he'll he'll turn his ankle or something, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, you know, it, he might be out again." Or it's like, "Bro, just relax. We are three weeks away. <laughs> just calm the fuck down." It's plus where does where do, where does people think the term speed kills come from? Because I've seen John Brown put the work on Stephon Gilmore, and everybody says he's the best corner in the NFL. He is. Speed is. I've seen. Speed is the most. Kenny Stills underrated uh, asset for a receiver. People don't understand. What Kenny he can Stills do. get past when he's in Houston. Get past Jalen Ramsey when Jalen Ramsey was Jacksonville. I mean, it's speed kills. It's a reason why that's the term. Does Darius Slay gonna get uh that? There's a reason why. Darius Slay fared better against Amari Cooper, whereas he struggled with Terry McLaurin because Terry McLaurin's all speed kills. Speed's going to affect any cornerback in the NFL. 
if Darius Slay plays the way he did last year, which is considered a down year in terms of his play, that's a 10 times better than any Eagles cornerback has during the Doug Peterson era. There's open, actually there's not a since, single, since the Sunday there's not a single receiver or cornerback in this in the NFL that can guard Deshaun Jackson in a one versus one drill. You have no safety. No. You, you have to decide whether he's going to do a slant or he's going to beat you over the top. Right. He's it, going it's, Tyreek Hill, Deshaun Jackson, Sean Ross, even if, if he pulls it the other. Because I seen last year he was man, cooking with his feet. on my guy Ross. Sean. Speed kills. That's just the, that's why that, that's the term. So not only that, uh, this previous episode we had Ed on. And I was like, Ed, th- these overreactions on, of Darius Slayer are already going on. What have you seen from him? And he's like, the, the most important thing that Darius Slay has brought to this team is he's teaching these wide receivers how to beat him. He's showing them, like, the, hey, this is what you should do differently when you're facing a guy like me in coverage so that you can get leverage and then you can win this opportunity. That has never happened for the Eagles wide receivers during the Doug Pearson era. They've always faced inferior talent at corner. Now they finally had that opportunity to go up against a top talent at corner day in and day out of practice. That is going to improve the the young guys immensely when they're transitioned to the NFL, whereas it hasn't been that way with the Eagles before. So to have that impact from Darius Slay alone, even if Darius Slay, let's just say his play falls off a cliff. Nothing could be worse than what the Eagles have been charging out of the corner. There's no matter what. Like nothing, nothing could be worse. So if he does fall off a cliff, it's still not as bad as what it, what they've been doing with Lourdes McKelvin. Uh, Darby with his Kirk hamstrings, it doesn't compare. The impact that he what he brings from teaching your corners play the game like this because this is how I was a top five corner in the NFL. This is what I did to succeed, and then to go into these wide receivers and say this is how I go into my game plan and stop you. This is how you can stop me from stopping you. Where they didn't have that before, that impact is going to show in the season when these young guys, it's John Hightowers, the Jalen Ragers, the Greg Wards in year two, the JTR Sega Whiteside potentially start improving against better talented corners because maybe the corner they're practicing against is better than them, anyways. That doesn't happen before. That has not happened in years. It hasn't happened in the Doug Peterson era. That's going to be pivotal for these young guys going into the season, whereas they didn't have that before. I didn't think about the impact Slay would kind of have I mean it is on the field technically but I guess you never other, think about that yeah. until you go to training camp and then you have somebody who, like Ed who's sitting there in the bleachers watching yeah. this happen tell you this and you're like yo that's right like these court like the thing about Nelson Aguilar and Jordan Matthews and even the Mac Hollins of the world the Selton Gibsons of the world is they go into these training camps and they're facing guys where the Eagles are shuffling out of corner they're facing Nolan Carroll or facing uh Lewis McKelvin, they're facing Bills at corner. You get the point. Darby. These guys aren't, are always, the Eagles are always shuffling at corners and they don't really, they're one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL routinely. Then they have the Serious Lakeman who knows how to be a successful corner, knows how to be a top five corner. He's teaching these wide receivers, like, hey, you're going to go start facing better cornerback competition, which you guys have. This division had Byron Jones in it. This NFC has Jalen Ramsey in it, so on and so forth. I'm not going to get into every detail of great corners in the NFL. You get the point. Here's me knowing how to succeed, knowing how to stop you guys. Now I'm going to show you how to beat that. That's just so important, man. Especially when you see John Hightower and his elusiveness, our first week of Eagles camp. Because everybody's like, overreaction, it's training camp. 
these are drills. This is practice. Stop overhyping these guys. Yes, I agree with that to an extent. But then I also think you don't see young guys with the Eagles, especially at the receiver position, translate in the areas that he's already showing, whereas it's route running and beating guys deep. There's... So, I mean, I, I was high on John Hightower going out. I mean, now we're just segueing into the wide receiver discussion, I guess. But just uh, yeah, there's there's definitely no, things that you can, that impact from Slay though is important. Yes, hundred percent. And and the the impact that he's going to have on others, like I said, with the departure of of Malcolm, you know, everybody talked about his on and off the field, like his impact. Mm-hmm. It's nice to that that Slay's kind of stepping in, and he's already he's already looked at. You know, you heard Maddox talk about him. And 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 how how he's helping him, and then he, the, the receivers. It's they need that type of leader, especially when you're losing. Uh, you know, I'm not huge into like that. Like, oh, you know, they're going to miss Malcolm off the field. But if you can have somebody come in and step and take that role, that's huge. That's huge, huge, huge. And that's why I think that maybe that's where the Eagles felt more comfortable moving on from Malcolm. So I wonder if you get the, if you don't get Darius Slay. Say the Lions are like, no, that's the third and the and the uh, fifth is not enough. And the Eagles are obviously not going to do more than that. The, the higher Rosen would never. So say, just say they don't, they don't get slight. Did they get rid of Malcolm Jenkins? I don't think so. I definitely don't think it's as easy. Yeah. Because you need that leadership and they understand that, especially in that secondary, that leaky secondary. So I think when you acquire Darius Slay and you realize, Hey, Malcolm Jenkins play is not up to where his, the money he's asking and he's only getting older. We're not going to give him an extension at this point. We don't we feel comfortable doing so. Now you feel more comfortable moving off of him because the leadership's being replaced. And to his credit, Jalen Mills is a leader. Yeah. Say what you want no, about him. Sure. That guy's a leader. And there's a reason why. And everybody, I mean, obviously, there's mixed opinions on Jalen Mills. But I'm going off of what my eyes show me. And my eyes show me that Jalen Mills is breaking down huddles on game day. The guys are asking Jalen Mills to do that. Leaders on this team are expecting Jalen Mills to do the hype breakdown in the of in the tunnel of the secondary. His coach uh, loves him. You already told Mike Gar- Mike Garofalo. He talked to the team. Jalen Mills talked to the oh, yeah. team. He dressed yeah, the yeah, team yeah. about I mean, leadership. Yeah, yeah. That's big. I think that's big. So I mean, you bring Jalen Mills back. You you add the veteran presence in Darius Slay, who was a born leader. That's where probably you, you start feeling more comfortable moving off of Jenkins. And plus, I feel like because now this Earl Thomas was released by the Ravens, and I'm sure by by the time tomorrow this pod gets aired, the Cowboys sign him anyway. So I'm not even going to entertain thinking that he's an option for the Eagles. But uh, you see some people on Eagles Twitter say like we need to add an Earl Thomas type. I don't agree with that at all. You have so much potential in what Jalen Mills can do at his college position. You have so much potential in Will Parks who hasn't really got the opportunity. Because honestly, when Malcolm Jenkins played safety in New Orleans, he didn't get the opportunity to show his skill case, uh, showcase his skill skill set. I really botched that. Yeah, you're good. Whereas he goes to the Eagle systems and they utilize each of his, each of his skills to his full potential. He becomes one of the top safeties in the NFL. To sit here and think that can't happen with Little Parks, I think it's kind of ignorant. Because Will Parks has flashed that type of safety potential that Malcolm Jenkins did in New Orleans. Because, again, remind you, Malcolm Jenkins came in the NFL, played corner. They moved him to safety, and he failed there as safety. Mm-hmm. He was not good there as safety. It didn't work. They had That's why they moved off him for J.R.S. Bird. Chip Kelly saved him. It's it's actually true, though, because that defense, he, 
Billy Davis system That's- utilized at the time when Malcolm Jenkins was probably a more fluid player, less wear and tear in his body, utilized his skill set as that center. He was playing the clouds role that year, the year with uh, Chip Kelly's. Then you go with uh, Jim Schwartz comes in, they get Rodney McLeod and Rodney McLeod's center field, and then you move Malcolm Jenkins to a skill set that he's more comfortable with because he has all the muscle and he's really more a natural tackler and everything of that nature. And again, still plays a great, one of the best safeties the Eagles ever had. I don't think I don't just, just to sit here and just think because Will Will Parks doesn't have that resume to think that that something like that couldn't happen here. I think that's kind of wrong, I think dude. That- Honestly, I know it's big to say, but he's never had he the most snaps he's played in his season is six hundred. And then the Denver systems have always been changing. He really looked good in Vance Joseph's system. Vic Vandra comes in, he can't really figure it out. They put him in the slot, and then he plays amazing in the slot. But he's not a slot corner; he's a safety. So I'm really interested to see Will Parks and Jim Schwartz's defense, especially Mark Emanuel as DB coach. I think. I don't know if I want to say he's the next Malcolm Jenkins, but I think he's the next Quentin Michael. And I thought Quentin Michael was pretty good. I th- I think in this defense, this strong safety position is it's like a rover almost. It's like a linebacker yeah. position. Like, it's it's I don't know if Will Parks can be Malcolm Jenkins, um, but I I mean. Mm, I just need to see more. I need to see more in this scheme. It's just the project. Yeah, that's what that's what everybody's saying. So that's why people see. But you're probably saying I'd rather see more than sign Earl Thomas. Well, there's always right? a room for Earl Thomas here in the the city of brotherly love. Uh, no, <laughs> um, I just no. He doesn't fit. He doesn't fit here. He no. I'm not bringing Earl Thomas in. That's if that's, he came here. Yeah, it just doesn't. I'm not. You're already struggling with a wide receiver that kind of screwed up the karma. He com- comes off as a complete dickhead. Like as far as culture, he's a, dude, he flipped off his whole entire sideline while he's he was injured. He goes to the Ravens, fights one of the starting safeties who who's emerging Chuck as Clark, one of the bro. better players on the team. Chuck Clark, you got come yeah. on now. Shouts to Xavier. My I have one a, a good friend who's a Ravens fan. He put me on Chuck Clark pretty early. Chuck Clark's <laughs> nice. Tight. Chuck Clark is nice. Yeah, he is nice. And Marlon Humphrey, that but uh, dogs. I can't believe Earl. Yeah, I don't think that Ravens defense will miss a beat without Earl Thomas, to be honest yeah. with you. But to bring Earl Thomas to Philadelphia when you're already dealing with Alshon, who kind of really screwed up the locker room charisma a little bit. Yeah, no, thank you. I think they're no. already kind of no. – Yeah, they're set. We've, we've talked about the safety position, just having, you know, four or five guys. No, because I want to – that. I think we're kind of underestimating Will Parks' projection with the Eagles defense. I, I, so that's, that's my point I'm making. Fit is, as soon as the signing happened, I just – I do think that – People's expectations on Will Parks is a little extreme. Without it is saying, high. Well, I just made it well, high. No, I, I know that you've right always there. been high, but but I I I trust your film study than yes, than, than most. No, yes, yeah, and it's I just I think contracts say a lot. And when when it he does. got signed for as little as he did, it kind of worried me. I was like, okay, well then, what are your guys' expectations? Um, and then. Knowing that there's a Kavon Wallace, there's a Jalen Mills, it's how are you going to get all of these guys on the field? And it's especially because they would, I mean, you already know right now, Jim Schwartz would prefer Jalen Mills to be Malcolm Jenkins' replacement. That's so, but I'm not, look, combined with Malcolm Jenkins in the third safety last year, that's. 1,400 snaps you have to replace. Yeah, and he's going to play a lot of linebacker. I, he will play a right. lot of linebacker. I don't 
Exactly. So I don't think Jalen Mills will play a thousand and fifteen snaps like Malcolm Jenkins did last year. I think he'll play. And let's face it, that was probably Malcolm's six hundred, seven hundred snaps. Mal- Malcolm's ability to stay on the field was also what made him great. He didn't miss a right. fucking. He didn't miss shit. <laughs> like he was there every single. Well, day. my point is, you need to replace these snaps, though. So well, yeah, no, I'm Jalen Mills. Down. I think we'll play six hundred ish snaps at safety. Mills, because I think he's going to line up at corner still. I still, they're going, there's going to take a dude. They have so much versatility. They have to take advantage of matchups. I think we'll line I up. Think I think in an ideal world, was Mills playing safety for those a who, thousand snaps at least. For those who haven't listened to the last episode with Ed and given his recap of the first week, one of his disappointing players was Avante Maddox. He thought Avante looked awful this first Uh-oh. week. So I wonder, I still think they want Jalen Mills at safety. So I don't think there's any way possible that he plays majority of his snaps next season in that corner. But if it does, if I mean, again, Sidney Jones already hurt. You can't rely on him to stay healthy. Rizal Douglas, I don't think he's going to make the team. I think if they find somebody on waivers, to replace him with, because I don't think everybody's always like. Because I saw you post your tweet, and then I saw the replies that Rizul Douglas is a safety dude, like he's a safety. And I'm like, I don't think he's an NFL caliber player, actually, guys. That, that's but, said for all bad corners. Well, he's not at his natural position. No, he's not. No, that's you, not, you can't be that slow. Yeah. You can't be that slow. Be a defensive. I, I like his playmaking ability. Yes, he can. When when the ball is in front of him, and he's he, in the right place at the right time for most of his interceptions. To be I honest with you, they go away right for. For a defender, he has nice ball skills, but I just, as a safety, you have to filter through traffic. You have to. Yeah, I don't think you can play safety. Can he play single high? I doubt it. Like, I just, would you put him in the Malcolm role? I don't think he's physical enough by any means. So it's, there's just no real spot, I think, for Rasul Douglas. And and for the people who think that he could play corner, I just don't get it. Like, I've always questioned what you're seeing. His feet and hips just never yeah, no. fit. It it, it it never he can never cover. He just can, and then and then for bigger guys, you have to, if you're not going to have the feet and hips, you have to be able to press. And he was he's awful at press coverage. He can't press. Mm-hmm. You think he would be good because he's six two. He's long. He can't press. So again, you're talking about what he can do. I just don't. Rasul Douglas is. I, I I come off as a hater sometimes. I'm not. I'm surprised. So many people. I'm surprised Seattle didn't try to trade for Zul Douglas for, for Zul Douglas because um, I was almost convinced that they would because they took Brandon Browner, who was – before Brandon Browner got to Seattle, he was a CFL player, I believe, yeah. or he was just not thought of for that Men well. Sherman were still- Bounced around the league, practice squads, and then he became this great player. Yeah. And the reason why is because Pete Carroll is one of the best defensive back coaches Period, he's great with the secondary. He made that everybody's always like blah blah blah. Pete Carroll orchestrated law. That was Pete Carroll because Richard Sherman came out the fifth round. Cam Chancellor came out the fifth round. Earl Thomas was like the only proven, really talented guy coming out of college. Earl Pete, Pete Carroll made law, so that's why I thought maybe if you give Rizzo Douglas like a coach like Pete Carroll who has proven to use slow corners, bigger guys, and make them more physical, make them. Look at Brandon Browner. What do you have with Brandon Browner? But, I mean, I don't even think Rizal Douglas is an NFL caliber player, to be honest with you. He just doesn't so. have it. I fuck with his mindset. He, yeah. he, he talked about the Eagles it. cut his rookie contract. They made him take a pay cut yeah. on his rookie deal. Yeah, that says enough. 
I don't think he might. I don't think he might make the I team. Don't, I don't yeah. think so. I mean, it, it's tough to say that without seeing these corners firsthand. But definitely would take Sydney over him. Definitely take Maddox. Obviously, Slay. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be that fourth and fifth guy. Waivers. Fuck. They might like somebody that gets waived. They. It's possible they might. They. I mean, they still. It's not. Uh, that's why I just wonder how. I don't know because that's what everybody's gonna be like. Well, there's no preseason, so how do you know that? I wonder how. I guess teams are gonna have to go off a of college film when guys get waived because it's not like you right. can watch teams' practices. I think you could send practice film. On a player. See, I don't know that though. I should. Uh, that's something I gotta. I find. think. I think you can, or I think that's. Uh, there's got to be something out there on a player. Yeah. There's got to be something. Maybe one for one. Unless yeah, teams go off of like uh, teams' social media videos that are posted. Of like beat writers, I don't know. I wonder how that's going to happen this year because I mean, there's obviously going to be the Eagles, like every other NFL team, are going to pick up guys that get off waivers. I feel like they're going to do that for like the linebacker position and how to like round out their cornerback position. Because you also heard Jim Schwartz made a comment uh, about Nicole Ruby Coleman moving to outside too. Because Kevin Wallace plays well in the slot. Will Parks had a great year in the slot last year in Vic Banjo's system towards I would not the end of the that season. I love that. LeBlanc has to play, I think, because if LeBlanc gets on the field, he, he's every time he gets on the field, yeah. he gets good. He's a solid yeah, he's, player. So yeah. if plus, then you see that was I, never, I didn't even think about. So this that. is why they, they have to move Ruby Coleman outside because he's shutting. He's saying step for step with Sean Jackson. Man. That would be sick. I fuck with that. I didn't even think about it. Slay. He's, LeBlanc. He's a slot corner though. No yeah, what. but he would be. I mean, but yeah, he could if, he could play if, outside in certain. They have so many things that they can do if, yeah, they're like, if they, if Maddox sucks or is having a bad four games, let's try Sydney. If he has a bad four games or three games or two games, whatever, they have the ability to put NRC out there and have LeBlanc play slot. Like, well, you know how like the Eagles always do like switch around snaps? Like, Avante Maddox played like, I think, the last two weeks of the season, 231 snaps, and then Sidney Jones played mm-hmm. 79. So, like, at least all these corners still see the field no matter what. Now they can just do that with moving guys around versatility-wise. Like, so, Avante Maddox to start off the game at corner. If he starts getting beat, they can put Sidney Jones in it, or they can put Nicole outside. Oh, it's just so much yeah. they can do this year. Yeah. They have never – because they could never build a depth. They were playing Rodney McLeod a lot. They were playing Malcolm Jenkins a lot. Then they were playing their D-line a lot. They never really could allocate a ton of resources to corner or the depth. Now they can because they brought play. in Will, Will Parks. They drafted Kevon Wallace. Kevon Wallace also played extremely well in the slot at Clemson. So they have so – I love it. That's it, Yes, it sucks losing Malcolm Jenkins, the person, the player. But so addition by subtraction because now they have – instead of relying on Andrew Janejo to be good – Instead of relying on Marcus Epps to be good, instead of relying on Corey Grant to be good, now if Jalen Mills goes down, okay, they got Parks, and then Kevin Wallace plays more. Uh, I would Rudy Ford's actually making some plays. I did notice that Rudy Ford is he's going to be a good special teams player, so he has to make the team no matter what. Um, but I do wonder if Graylin Arnold makes the team from Baylor. Yeah, I, 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 I his, because or read his name been, a few times. He's yeah, he's been looking bad. good, and he. I'm surprised he didn't get drafted. I thought he was I haven't very good at much. Baylor, I don't know so. much on him. But 
Dude, oh, so three, this is so much. Away. I'm so I. I, I oh no. Ah, I, uh, I have no words, man. Car the Carson Wentz is a uh, rolling out a lot at training camp. I don't know if he knows. Is that yeah? Did Ed? Did Ed? Mention That's what, yeah. Ed. Ed. Wait, you know how we always beg for more play designs of Carson rolling out, making play because he's been one of the best passers outside in coverage in the NFL, like statistically, no matter what. So Ed brought that up, and then on, he was like, "That's the Rich Scandrello impact. That's the Marty Morningring impact." With the Eagles' offensive line seeming me being weaker this year, with uh, I mean, Jason Peters at right guard, I don't think he's gonna work. Matt Pryor is probably gonna play at points during the year. Who knows if Andre Dillard translates to the on the field production to get the focus to get Wentz out of the pocket a lot more, roll out with all the speed he has added because the speed's gonna get up, but eventually you're on rollouts. Absolutely, pull I'm some excited. pull some uh, some Kyle Shanahan. Misdirections, uh, pull tight end. Get Carson out of the yes. pocket. He's a, he's athletic. He's mobile. He can move. Get him outside of the pocket. He can avoid pressure that way. Gets guys more time to get open. Boom, 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 boom. Like, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. The offensive line, though, kind of does worry me. I wonder. I agree. Let's real quick. We'll get into the offensive line in a second. Let's just segue to one of our sponsors real quick. Discover the new 3-Step Pro Partial range, specifically designed to clean your partials and remaining teeth in three simple steps. Clean your partial, strengthen your natural teeth, protect your whole mouth. Stand up to further tooth loss with Polident Pro Partial, available at Walmart. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. All right, we're back. So the offensive line, because on this last episode, I'm sure everybody's heard it by now, because, again, we are recording on Sunday, but the episode will air on Tuesday. Jason Peters has looked disappointing to Ed. And talk about their schedule. They face, they have Geno Atkins, Aaron Donald coming in. Uh, Jonathan Allen, you see twice a year. Dexter Lawrence in the Giants, I think is actually underrated. You see him twice a year. Kenny Clark, et cetera, et cetera. So they also play the 49ers. So, like, this this year, the Eagles, they, they're, they're playing some really top, tough defensive lines. The Pittsburgh's, too, with Cam Hayward and Stephon Tewitt and T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree. Like, the offensive line chose the really bad year <laughs> for Brandon Brooks to get hurt and for – to replace Jason Peters at left the tackle, year, to be honest the year with you. Carson but, finally gets speed and talent. The O line's just going to go to shit. No, I, uh, 
Yeah, the Brook the Brooks injury sucks because now anytime somebody else goes down, it's just so much more significant. Like if, yeah, if Lane, that's true. Because Lane Johnson's yeah. been susceptible to injuries. Dillard, we yeah. don't know. Jason Peters is definitely gonna having, miss, miss snaps. You don't want to be shuffling your O line. That's that's you 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 like to have it gelling by October or November. Um, that's so. true. That's also true. The chemistry is not really on, up to because again, new starter left tackle. Now the Andre Dillard's your week one starter most likely. Right. Uh, Jason Peters at right guard. That's a whole new transition. And I saw. I, saw, I don't remember if it was VLG or Mike K. Somebody said that uh, like when Dillard walked off practice, they threw who did they throw uh, Melata, and then they they had Lane Johnson missed a snap, and I forgot who slid there, but they said Peters stayed at right guard, and they should be doing that. They should not be moving him to tackle. Like let him learn his position. You know he can step in that tackle if you need to, um, but I forgot who it was. But they were like, "That's surprising." It's like, no, that's not surprising. They should, you should all, you should keep Peters there. You know he can play left tackle. You know he can. He doesn't need reps there. He's done it for, for mm-hmm. thirteen years. So yeah, the continuity or gelling is going to be huge for the O line, um, and they need to figure it out. And that's where it's going to be tough if Peters is in and out of the fucking lineup at guard. Um, Prior definitely needs to be ready. That's for sure. I feel like they've they've given they they've been working extensively with Prior on first team reps yeah. though. They they anticipate that, which they should. They'd be foolish not to. I mean, they'd they be foolish not to, to anticipate that. Year. He needs to have like he's capable of it, that, dude. The last seven weeks of the season, he's one of the right. best cards in the NFL. He's I would argue. So I off. He starts off really poor. Yeah, he did. He sort of he did start off poor last year, but then from week seven yeah, on, he did. He, he was tough. one of the better guards in the NFL. But I agree with you. Yeah, say I think say Amal is so important to his offensive line this year. So important. Absolutely. And you consider the fact that he has to work with Andre Dillard for the first you? time. Well, not the first. No, they extended him. He's on a budget deal. Oh, for like three years, isn't it? Yeah, the, that was a great. Absolutely. That was one of Howie's best extensions, to be honest with you. To be completely honest with you, because a lot of people underrate Isaac Saramalu. I think I agree with you, though. He starts off the season a little slow, and then that's where people really jump off his his train. But uh, the last the entire O line seven on, he was I, I, uh, yeah. I never thought this offensive line was a great pass protecting offensive line, though. I ne- I was never one of those people. I was like PFF says this stuff, but I'm like, mm, I think I feel like Carson Wentz is makes more plays than that. That like that's where the context has that in. Because if Carson Wentz breaks away from a sack and runs it on third down, they're not they're going to consider that uh, a hurry, but they're not going to consider that a sack. They have on a three-year, so, um, fifteen million. Yeah, it's five a year. That's nuts. Sorry. Yeah, that's nuts for a guy who's playing very well at left guard, and then that's a guy they drafted as well. Um, but yeah, so because he has to get he has to work with Andre Dillard for what looks to be majority of the season. I don't know if the offensive line looks rough out the gate. Wentz, Wentz can also help. First Wentz needs to be better. That that's been something that he needs to get better at too. Oh. Is oh, I agree. I agree. He holds on. Yeah, he because Wentz. But that's just the thing. From but his, take it to the really next level. Here, get the but, ball. Get the ball to the correct read the first time. And sometimes Wentz misses it, or throw the ball away, yeah. or just get Wentz it away. Will miss but, his first read, and I, he's never going to be that guy. I think he can be. But the, 
I feel like the the comparisons to Brett Favre for Carson Wentz, besides the careless interceptions, are really on par because at North Dakota State, he always felt that he could make that extra play, and he always could because Carson I mean, is absolutely Division an alpha. He's yeah. an alpha. He believes that he can do that in the NFL, and I, I, I don't. Do I hate that? No, not at all. That's awesome. I like honestly. I'd rather my quarterback be a risk taker like that than be Kirk Cousins. So. <laughs> I'm I'm completely fine with Carson Wentz's attitude being that way, but yes, there is times where you just gotta throw the ball away, yeah. man. Like you're gonna like these these guys when they hit you, they hit you yeah. hard, and you fumble it, bud. Like yeah, yeah it, it happens, man. Like we we need to start be a little more careful because whereas we always like to brag, Carson Wentz throws seven interceptions a season, but he does fumble a lot. So I mean, that's still turnovers. Like so, if he gets the ball away more, if he he gets it to the quick read, or if he takes if he takes a check down, if he has to, just cut down the fumbles. Yeah. That's protect all the rock for sure, and yourself. Protect the rock. Yeah, we need you to protect yourself for sure, especially this year beyond the O line. But that's what's good. That's what if let's just my here's my question here, and then we're gonna go into like this really quick poll that we had on Twitter for Miles Sanders because I thought it was a little interesting. If you're four weeks, six weeks into the season. And the offensive lines is not getting done in the left side. So I don't want to say – I don't want to single out Andre Dillard here because I feel like if I just say this, the answer, the, the answer is easily. Let's just say he's okay. Like, could be better. And the left side just – pressure's getting destroyed over there. And the offensive line's kind of like just not getting it done. Pass protection wise, you're four weeks, six weeks in the season. You pull the cord, throw the left tackle, and put Peters out there. No, no. I mean, I'm. Oh, I'm, you're you're leashed with Andre Dillard's long this year. Yeah, hundred percent. First, first of all, I'm a contextual person, so it would depend on you know how bad it is. But yes, Andre Dillard has a long leash. He's getting all the first team reps. Uh, you drafted it. You traded up for him. It, it, again, contextual. If if he's getting blown up, he's allowing three sacks a game or two sacks a game, or you can't run behind him and it's just terrible, then yeah, you have to consider putting Peters. But if he's playing okay, you know, and the team is, I don't know, four and two, three and three, I don't know. It, it con- context matters, but I, I, my leash with, yes, with Dillard, 100%. You're, you're, you're what is, what is pulling him going to do? Then you're just delaying the process of seeing if he's an actual good prospect or not. We just said Samalo started slow the last few seasons mm. and then and then he ended well give you got to give Dillard time to get acclimated learn from him his, his mistakes yeah they I mean Sam all kind of went through the same thing though Wisniewski was the starter for like the first they, they gave Sam all the starting nod in 2017 but then they pulled him because he was struggling for but, Wisniewski but he's not a first round pick and you didn't trade up for him I understand that but I would do that for I would do it for absolutely though because you have three years left of his deal and then you get franchise tag. And again, if it's if, it's if you need enough, so that's four years. I'm not going to sit here, you know, on a hill saying that I wouldn't consider it if he was playing bad in week four. If I think you have but, to because Jason Peters played so well left tackle last year. Also, he actually did. Diller, I mean, Diller's going to have a good year this year. I, I think he's going to be just fine, and I think everybody like the scrutiny behind him on the field is. He added the weight, though. I think that's – no, because I, I would say that his 
So far, so good at camp, I yeah. think. I mean, I know Josh Sweat beat him, but I mean, I, it's speed guy. I kind of think that's going to happen. He's, he's still young. I don't know if be a good player. I have, <laughs> like, you're going to get beat at left tackle. The edge rushers in the NFL, there, there's a lot of fucking good ones. Especially speed guys. Yeah, like, it's... Josh Sweat has been getting huge reviews, too. So I think it's more of, like, a good thing that I'm hearing Josh Sweat's I guess a lot now. Should, should probably be adjusted. He is – this is his first real year starting. He's going to make mistakes, yeah. but understand – Oh, Andre Dillard's going to be a good yeah. player. I had no Alan doubt about behind that. Andre Dillard is, is starting to get overlooked, and it's starting to become a little disrespectful. I don't fuck with it. I don't fuck with it. I don't fuck with it. He's, he's, he's so good. Like, he – there's a reason – he should not have been – he should not have been – like an opportunity for the Eagles to draft, like them landing him. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, who made that point though? That was actually, I think it was BLG, and when he came on the show, that they probably didn't expect to draft him though. Uh-uh. So yeah. if you don't expect to draft a player, and you might not have the most research on him, that's also that's true. Because you have to admit there ha- there is reasoning to be the, for sure. I get skeptic of him. But I, I just think that – Yeah, he's a great player. I, I'm not worried about him, dude. I, I, I just don't have a problem. If it, I don't – if you don't have if, – if you have to pull him this year, I don't think it's the end of the world. Because if people – and I know you're, you're bringing up the first-round pick, and I think that's justified. I think a lot of people will just focus on that. But when you look at Isaac, Isaac say, I'm all it worked for him. And Jeff Sotland's O-line coach, so why wouldn't it work for Andre Dillard? I have no issue with it. If that's what you need to do – because Jason Peters, again, like I said, a lot of people get because again he misses snaps, false starts, all that crap. Push that aside. He plays really well at left tackle still. With that, again, the false starts suck though. They're drive killers. They always kill the drives when he does it. Right guard's gonna be a lot worse. So buckle up. <laughs> His false starts at right guard are, are gonna be all. Do you think? Uh, and, and by the way, I I agree that. If they're struggling week four, week six, we can have a conversation. It just depends on how bad it gets, and I don't think that it'll get that bad. Um, do you think that lack of crowd noise or there being fans, do you think that's going to benefit offenses, O-lines? O-lines, yeah, yeah for like sure. Because you can get – the communication can get – Right. I was thinking uh, that like quarterbacks like Rodgers, like River. That's going to help. It, that's a really good fucking they're point, going, man. Going, wow. That's, dude, going, that's an angle I have not I thought, thought of. about it the other day. Like, they're going to, like, Rivers, Rogers, guys who can dissect you just at the line of scrimmage. Those guys are going to be. Jason Kelsey can dissect you at the line true. of scrimmage. That's true. That's true. But I'm saying, like, he's going quarterbacks. Think about the advantage they'll have. Guys like that. Like, Rogers, right. they're just going to eat. <laughs> like, offenses are going to be wild. Calls out the mic immediately. Call, uh, the center calls they out to, who's blitzing immediately. Everybody's on. Well, they are, but I mean, I don't think it's going to be, it's still not going to be the same. Because the, the Falcons tried it and nobody even noticed. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But, <laughs> but, oh, uh, guys. wow. That's a really, Dan, dude, if you were a writer, you should write that angle. Because <laughs> that's actually a really good angle to think about. For in a year where the Eagles offensive line is probably at its weakest, they have the biggest positive going for them, the fact that they're going to be able to communicate freely among each yep. other with no significant crowd it's gonna noise. Be, it's going to be different. The bubble, watching the NBA bubble brought it to my attention. I was like, what kind of like 
there's going to be significant things that we're not, we don't really think of that we're going to be like, oh shit, like there's going to be trends of like random. Wow. Thank God the Eagles don't blitz them a lot with their linebackers anyways, because that's getting called out the line of scrimmage's time right. easily now. And they're, and all offensive linemen are going to be on the same page. And it's, here. It's so we were talking about, not you and I, I forgot who I was having the conversation with about Joe Burrow. Like think of like you would think that this rookie season's kind of easier for younger guys like that. It's like they don't have to deal with on the road being down at you know, throwing a pick six, they're down twenty one zero, tell aloud. Like it's kind of a a nice thing to get acclimated for young guys too. Yeah, you know, these young guys aren't gonna be in their head that much because they don't have somebody like forcing them to be in their head. Yeah, I mean Yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, again, they're not, it's tough learning these. Uh, it's no preseason, just is gonna, it, it's gonna show. The first four weeks of the season, I expect a snooze fest. Defense, defenses Maybe. are gonna, I think defenses are gonna have a hard time. I think we're gonna see a lot of high yeah, scoring well, points I, this year. The secondary's communication is gonna be rough. Uh, the chemistry in the secondary is gonna be rough. But again, there's no crowd noise, so you're at least anyways can be in good communication. The cool thing is, is the Eagles wow. kind of have a, uh, they have a pretty easy schedule to start. The NFL must be the NFL's got to be on this. They, they got to think, think this. They they might yeah. They this is they're already planning on this. I want. I wonder how loud you can make fake crowd noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're they're, they're definitely on this already. Average, they're like this is like 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 because you got to think of like every like insanely loud, and then like you go to like the Chargers, and they just have like no crowd noise. It's not allowed. It just depends. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be realistic, yeah. guys. Come on, but wow, because yeah, you got to think like every defensive coach in the league is probably thinking like, what the hell. Now everybody's gonna know when we're with our when our blitzing or like where we're coming from with our blitzes. We gotta fix this, like, cause yeah, that's dang. I did not even think of that. that's a really good point, man. I mean, that, that is a good point. Like that to start thinking that now. That's good for this offensive line. That is good. The, the Eagles have the Redskins, the Chargers, and the Bengals. I think to start. I think those are the three first three games. Like they have a a pretty pretty nice schedule to get started. Yeah, I don't know. They're, I think it's the Rams week. You're, you're right. Not Chargers. It's Rams. But they're coming to Philly. <laughs> Jonathan Allen, Aaron Donald, Geno Atkins <laughs> for Jason Peter for Jason Peters yeah. right off the bat. Hey, welcome. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the right guard, Jason Peters. Hopefully, you have the muscles and the movement right. and the leg movement to do it. Two hundred week one anyway. Let's uh end the end the show on two things. I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this question to you. You just answer it with the first thought in your head. I'm gonna answer it the same. First question: Jason Peters is good at right guard in 2020. Yes, when healthy. I say no. I don't think he's gonna work at right guard. All right. Second question: Does Miles Sanders make the Pro Bowl in 2020? Yes, yes, yes. I say he does too. It was so the poll that we ran on Eagles Brawl. I got, I got a good amount of votes. I just got 200 votes, I think. And I only posted it for like 12 hours. Um, 70, I think it was 70% to 30% uh, yes to no. But the the quotes are where I was like, all right, that's a – this is some interesting arguments on the on the quoted side part. Cause some people are like – people how many listeners li- or, uh, play fantasy, but he, I'm, I'm going to snag him in round one. I'm going – I'm picking like late – 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm so yeah, I would I would highly recommend that. But uh one of the answers was it's a popularity contest, so no. And then another answer was Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, Gurley could all bounce back. Just think there's other backs we'll get more opportunities. That's that's actually a good point. It is pretty loaded. They are good points, but I think Jeez, that's all the Yeah. I and think Miles Aaron Sanders, Jones, Aaron Jones could could have a year like. Well, no, because see, Aaron Jones is always so good, but then the Packers are always like screwed. I was because then they drafted they drafted AJ Dillon in the second round. But I do think he's gonna have a huge year. Like he's going to. Have, oh, I think so. They're gonna run. They're gonna run the ball. They're a lot. gonna run. It's just gonna be a running team. He's gonna be there for checkdowns. There's gonna be so much space because of the speed. Like, I don't think Gurley's that any all no, that anymore. Gurley was one of those. Nah, Gurley is like done. Kamara, I mean, the the Saints offensive line is great. He was banged up last year, but I think Miles Sanders, from a rushing standpoint, could this year could have a better year than. Oh man, that's tough. But I think he could. I think he could. So CMC, Saquon, and Zeke, whatever. Like if CMC's a lock, he's so good. Yeah, he's definitely a lock. He's He's definitely a lock. Saquon's a lock. Yeah, Zeke. Yeah, man, probably a lock. Yeah, I don't know. I. Because Michael Carson I never runs the ball. pretty quick, and I'm, I'm regretting it. I don't think he's going to make it, but I do think he's going to have a pretty – You don't think he's going to make it? Probably. I mean, say – I don't know, dude. If they if they go – I hope the Eagles commit to Miles Sanders the way that they committed to the Strong McCoy in his second year. I mean, Because kind of, you need to take advantage – that they haven't signed a veteran has surprised me. You need to take advantage of a guy when his legs are fresh. I, I felt you need to take advantage of him when he can handle a workload like this while he's Especially young. Especially when you take him. You can't that wait. You know, don't yeah. take him out of his hand and so, continue, like, draft Rashad. And not only that, not only that, because even if – because you look at the Raiders who drafted Josh Jacobs in the first round, they can't stop drafting and, run, and signing running backs yeah. that can catch. Miles Sanders does it all. Miles Sanders is a vertical threat. Miles Sanders is a huge threat in the passing game. His pass protection improved immensely. I thought he was one of. The, I thought he was great in pass protection. It was, it's ironic. Why? Why did he? Why do you want to limit this guy's? When snaps? Sanders first got on the field, the worst thing he was at was running the ball. <laughs> he, he was just so, his vision was yeah, off. He, he but it, but that's guess what? Lashawn McCoy's rookie year was the same way. Those guys I, never I, know the holes to hit when they were rookies. I, I talked about that. because in college, I did not like Sanders coming out. I'm surprised because you thought he always bounced outside. See, that's what he's using. When you're in college and you're fast like that and you can bounce outside and win that way, why would you stop? Why would you ever go inside? Why would you ever look anywhere anywhere else when you're in the Big Ten and you're winning routinely because he was so fast on the outside, just running outside? He brought that to the NFL. And so did LeSean McQuig. LeSean McQuig was the same way at Pittsburgh. They both came to the NFL, and instead of hitting the holes that the offensive line would make for them – they would bounce outside with their speed and think they could win that way. And that's, that's not how it works in the NFL. And they learned that right away. As the season went on, his vision improved immensely. He was going, he was hitting every hole well. The running against the Redskins is what really uh, popped my eyes out. That huge run that he had against the Redskins because he, he went right through the hole. And not only that, uh, if you look back at his run directions last year, it was all majority on the right side. But it was majority right through Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson. He wasn't bouncing outside, counter side of lane. He there he was going inside zone up up those guys. So he's he's finding the his vision really oh, he's, proved he's to, I, I think he can make a Pro Bowl. Honestly, I would not be surprised because he had 
I want to say this is right off the top of my head. I think he had four. He had thirteen, one thousand three hundred twenty-seven all-purpose yards last year, uh, rushing, receiving. And then he had six touchdowns altogether. I, I think he can have sixteen to seventeen hundred all-purpose yards. I, I think he could have around seventeen too. That was my number. He's having ten touchdowns this year because he's gonna. He's such a threat. That, think about you, everybody's always talking about how this feed's gonna make Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard have so much faith. What are you going to do when Miles Sanders is running around? What are you going to do when he's lined up in the slot? What are you going to do when he's lined up out wide? What are you going to do when Carson Wentz checks down to Miles Sanders? He's going to have like, a good year. Yeah, throwing to Miles Sanders in space is going to be huge. Throwing to Boston Scott in space is going to be huge, especially with all the speed. It's actually going to happen. You know, this this has been a crazy offseason. Like, you don't know if football is going to happen. You don't know if it is. It is. It's not. It is. Like, I'm three weeks, man. All right, man. Let's end the show, though. We're already, we're long into this, so it was fun having a little talk. We addressed the slate of reactions are ridiculous. We addressed our feelings on the offensive line. We addressed Miles Sanders going to the Pro Bowl. I like it. And then we also talked about the safety position, which we didn't really expect to do. So, off the top of our heads, I I, I would agree. This is a great little uh, episode of just talking out loud. It's our thirtieth episode, by the way. We are rolling here at Eagles Brawl, episode thirty, and. Thank you guys for tuning in. Just soon. real quick, the content's only okay. getting better, man. Yeah. With 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 uh, when the games actually start happening, we're going to be doing live shows and stuff. Oh yeah, the content's going to be so much better. We're <laughs> the reason why I felt the need to reach out to Ed and say, "Hey, Ed, do you want a position at Eagles Brawl to be our Eagles Insider?" Is because we're I'm not going to go on Twitter and watch these videos and then make a podcast and debate them. That sounds dumb. I want to have somebody who's there. I want to have somebody who's on the scenes come on the show and tell me what's going on so that we can talk about it on the show so that I'm more informed that way. And that's what we're doing at Eagles Brawl. That's the point of the Eagles Brawl. When it gets into the games, you guys are going to be witnessing my man cave live. You guys are going to be witnessing Tyler's and I's immediate reactions to the games around the post-game wrap-ups. That's when the stuff's really be exciting. So There will be times that I am absolutely intoxicated and I want and then not only that, Giovanni's probably going to join us a couple times, oh. which is going to be fun because everybody loves him. No, I'm still going to be intoxicated. That's the Eagles game. <laughs> Giovanni understands. Giovanni went to a bunch of Eagles games last year. He gets how Eagles fans are. But we're going to have a blast. The live shows, the post-game wrap-ups are going to be great. Are you a beer guy? Are right you now, a beer guy or are you a uh, – I, uh, I mean, I'll drink anything, but I love beer. Day. Yeah, I'm a big Stella guy. On game day, I have to have my Stellas real quick, oh, but when they win real quick, I got to take some captain. Some ca- some captain for some shots. If the, And then if they lose really badly. Oh, dude, I went to that Dolphins game last year. I came home. I got plastered. Oh, man. That's... I spent all my money on those tickets. I actually I went so to I was... a friend's house to watch that game because I normally don't, but we were playing the Dolphins. I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, we'll win. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, we were, we were winning, too. I'm sitting in this. They, you, do you know that Dumpy guy, that guy that has the tattoos all over with the – the Philly Fanatic, uh-uh. on the Philly Fanatic belly button tattoo guy. You don't, you don't know uh-uh. that guy? Well, anyways, he's a huge. Oh, I'm surprised I don't know. I may. He was totally I, may. I don't him. know. Well, he goes to these, all these games, and he was sitting right in front of me, and uh, we were like all over Twitter because this guy's sitting in front of me, and everybody's all hyped in my section because the Eagles are winning. Like they're 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 handling the Dolphins. Did you ever see a White Sox call a touchdown that game right in front of me? <laughs> like literally. And then they just blow it. Yep. I mean, Devontae Parker, by the way, I mean, started the game off destroying us, and that 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 killed me. Watching, I had to I had to see that live, and he watched that live. Oh man! 
But that's why we drink. Man, let's end the show. Thank, <laughs> that's why we'll drink. But yes, thank you guys for our. We just approached six K downloads, which is amazing. We're gonna keep rolling here. Thank you guys for becoming true Eagles ball fans during the most boring time of sports history. We promise that these post game wrap ups will be even better. The content, the best content, is yet to come on Eagles Brawl. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state-licensing. Equal housing opportunity. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.